Bruce. Welcome to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. Breaking news, everybody. <laughs> My wife may... My first runner's injury. She may lose her toenail. We are just... I can't her feet. Tell. Her feet are on the kitchen table, which I always get yelled at for stuff like that. But I'm not, you know, not going to hold it against her. Her foot's on the kitchen table. She's looking at her toenail. What do you think? It's painted, so it's kind of hard to tell. I know, but look at the the cuticle. Yeah, it's totally going to fall off. Is it really? Yeah, dude. You're going to have a, your first... Will you... Uh, How can you tell? Because it's like, completely it's black and blue, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Will you take a picture of it and send it to the Like a Bigfoot podcast? No. <laughs> Please? For like a reference point? Yeah. Like, like you the, can... the show notes? You're going to like... Yeah, show notes. You can hold it up and how, show everybody. How do I just let it do it on its own? Or do yeah, you dude, don't off? mess with it. Oh, I don't like it. Kind of, so real quick, uh, I... I had to run to get this injury. Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today, guys. Um, my wife, Lindsay's going to be back on the podcast. She ran her first half marathon last weekend and it was awesome yeah i'm really impressed i'm really excited to hear about it we kind of want to just promote the idea of signing up for some sort of event that's intimidating to you and then just doing it finding a way to get it done uh black toenails and all but before we start i ran an ultra once and i got a black toenail yeah and i remember specifically like two days later i was doing yoga on the yoga Mm -hmm. mat and I was messing with it, Mm-mm. right? And then it just exploded in blood, and it got everywhere. I know. That, that's what I feel. There's, like, the blood underneath the toenail. So what is it, Dr. Ward? <laughs> what is it? Yeah, what, like, what is a black toenail? Is it just a buildup of blood yeah, underneath it? Yeah, it's kind of like a, well, you get, like, bruises. But, ooh, lightning. So it's, like, I think, well, <laughs> let me double check this. Frame. I think it's just, like, a bruise, like, a buildup of blood underneath the toenail from the trauma from it hitting the top of your shoe so do you actually like snap off your like the back of your toenail no i think it's like the top well let me just say that toenails are not my specialty but your toenail doctor no (laughs) no because it regrows back so like the cuticle is still there so if you seriously mess up the cuticle yeah because you can yeah you can yeah because sometimes when we take toenails off you put this stuff on the cuticle so it doesn't grow back it's like so you don't like some people don't want their toenails to grow. Yeah, back. they keep on growing back all nasty. Really? Yeah, but I mean toenails serve a purpose to protect your toes. Yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations. I mean, you're officially a runner now. Um, you know, that's kind of the first sign of of being a runner is that you lose at least one toenail, if not multiple. So didn't lose any weight. Lost a toenail. <laughs> <laughs> Story oh my, my life. God. That should be the name of the podcast. <laughs> Didn't lose weight. Lost toenail though. Um, yeah, let's get let's kind of get into get into it. What made you want to sign up for a half marathon? How did the training go? And then how did the event go? Okay, well, what was the so? What was question? the origin of the this origin? Idea? The origin of this idea. Well, I mean, obviously, I've watched you run your races for years, and so. I always thought it'd be cool to be on the other side of it. Yeah. And I was inspired by many of people that were already on this podcast, especially Brady Manrigas, watching him finish his first half marathon in the desert. So I'm like, you know what? I can do this. Yeah. And then Travis Steffen, who just like had minimal training for his 50 mile race and did fine. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm like mentally tough, I feel like, so I can get this done if I, if I just get there yeah seeing him do that made me believe that pretty much any events within reach you know anything's mm-hmm. possible for that so yeah and you obviously just wanted to come back on like a bit of a podcast yeah thanks sir <laughs> thanks for letting me back on oh yeah you're a very tough guest to to get I, yeah know? i have a very busy schedule <laughs> uh cool so yeah what made you so you did the georgetown to idaho springs one yes which is apparently known as the Slacker Half Marathon. Hey, man, no one needs to know Because it is all, okay, well, it's at altitude. Mm, I need to look at, I don't know specifics, but at least over 8,000 feet. So, like, that's hard. Oh, definitely. The elevation is hard to run at. But it is all, you end up going down the mountain. So it's a very gradual descent. I don't know how many, maybe, I don't know how many feet you descend. But it's, it's 13 miles, but yeah. it's, you know, down the mountain. Yeah. It was a beautiful course. It was gorgeous. Yeah. yeah and, and there were lots of people. I was There's really... like 1,300 people doing it. Yeah. It was a big event. And especially, you know, you've been going to like all my trail marathons and 
trail ultras and stuff where there's a hundred people max and mm-hmm. going to a bigger event was really cool and made me kind of think about signing up for one in the future or you know wanting to do to do a, like a faster road race yeah you could do we can do it next so year yeah that'd be cool but i was excited honestly just to be uh on the Spectating. the spectator side the crew yeah it was a lot of fun i went and drove down the mountain and stopped at a couple spots and you know got to hang out with some other people supporting their wives you know uh chatted with them and yeah it's a beautiful like it's that was like the i mean super pretty course i don't want to say this is the prettiest course ever because it's like my only one i've done but pretty gorgeous like going was. down the mountains it was it was definitely one next to a creek yeah i would definitely recommend it we ran by like you know how you see all the zip line things uh-huh. so we ran by like all that That's on cool. the 72 so it's yeah. it's pretty cool cool well uh yeah let's talk about your training yeah so to train i um went to google and i typed in how to train what's google now g-o-o-g-l-e <laughs> oh google um uh, i googled how to like, I, like something like training schedule for a half marathon and i literally just picked whatever the first one that popped up was <laughs> and i wrote down whatever okay. their recommendation for miles and stuff was and you- yeah. I sort of I did pretty okay sticking to it the first two months, but then July was just it didn't I didn't train very well or at all because we had like a constant like stream of guests in here and then I had to go to a conference and then I got really sick and then so yeah. Yeah. There were lots of obstacles in July. Yeah. Well, first of all, I like the fact that you just went on Google and picked the first one. Yeah. Like if you're out there and you're thinking... It had a very good um, chart, and I appreciated the organization. There you go. Well, if you're out there and you're thinking, like, I'd like to run a half marathon, but, like, I don't know enough about it. Maybe I should learn more. And you go online, and you spend hours and hours and days and days in research, but you yeah. don't actually sign up for oh, one. Oh, yeah. And as you're doing that, you're sitting on your butt. Like, yeah. Just do something. I didn't end up really following it to a T, but it was the gist of it. Yeah. Well, it's good just, like, finding something and taking it and trying it out you know and maybe that's not the best one of all time even though it was number one on the google images <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that wasn't the best one ever but the fact that you actually like found one and attempted it is pretty awesome so. yeah and the other thing that you brought up that i think is probably important for people to hear is the fact that july was really busy and you didn't necessarily get the the training that was suggested in yes but you were like that didn't stop you you didn't let that be an excuse to you know not do the half marathon because some people you know i know the july you had and i know that was constantly busy and there wasn't a lot of training time and like you said you got sick and some people would let all those obstacles just completely stop them from even attempting the half marathon (laughs) and even going into the race you had like almost, we'll call it almost strep throat. Oh, it was worse than strep throat because I tested myself at work. And so I had, whatever, nobody really cares. But my centaur criteria was a four. So like that's like a criteria you use in like. It's like an earthquake scale? Kind, yes, exactly. <laughs> and so when, anyway, it's like the predictability of it having strep. And so I was like 52% because like I had a fever. I had like huge tonsils with red spots and like tender lymph nodes and, and no cough. So, yeah. like, there, just with that, like, you would treat it as strep. But I strep tested myself, and it was negative. So, like, I didn't get better because it was a virus. So there was, like, nothing that was going to help me. Like, it would be nice if it was strep because you could just throw some penicillin at me, and I would get better. But I had to suffer. So, like, it felt like my throat was bleeding before I even started running the race. Yeah, that makes carbo-loading kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah. And the point, you know, the point that I think people should take away is you still tried it, you know, like you still stepped up to the start line. And like, granted, if you're really super sick, you know, like if you had a fever Yeah, like people were day, telling me that I shouldn't do it at work the day <laughs> oh, before. Really? Yes. Like other medical professionals. Well, you definitely have the uh, one trait that all endurance athletes need to have. So I knew you were going to be okay. Do you know what that trait is? stubbornness it is stubbornness yeah <laughs> i knew you were gonna do it because the week leading up you were like i don't know because well, the week sick. before i was like we were all sick i'm gonna week. go run 
until I can't run anymore. That's true. That was your big training day was essentially. And I only ran like nine and a half miles. I've never run 13 miles in my life. <laughs> yeah. You left our house and you're just like, I'm going to call you in a few hours and I'll be somewhere and you come pick me up. And honestly, I knew you were going to be okay though. Cause I picked you up from that and it was nine miles and it was two hours or so. And you looked completely fine. Like yeah. you didn't look exa- exhausted or, or anything like that. Okay, so that was your training. Um, like from the moment you signed up, did you did you have any doubt you're gonna finish? No. You didn't, not mm-hmm. at all. Mm-mm. I remember in the past. I think it might have been a half marathon. I don't know if you remember this. I signed up for the Dwayne half marathon, That's and then it. I was just like, nope. <laughs> I didn't run once. And I didn't even mention it. I was like, I don't know if I should even mention it. And you this. ran it for me. And that was like your first like official race. Oh, it, it? was? That yeah. Was, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I remember that. So you're no. welcome. Yeah, wow. For getting you into it. <laughs> wow, okay. So, yeah, because I remember that you signed up, and I was kind of like. That was like in med school, and I had zero like free time. No time. And it was probably like six or seven years ago. Seven? Um, it was probably like 2009, 2010. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I just remember you signed up and I kept thinking like, is she going to start running for this thing or, <laughs> or what? And this was before we knew about Travis Stephanie. Mm-hmm. And Google. <laughs> <laughs> it's before we knew about Google. Um, yeah, so b- leading up to the race, we invented a verb. And if you haven't listened to the previous podcasts and you don't know who Travis Stefan is, you should go back and listen to the one. I think it's episode 32 of Travis Stefan's Monument Valley Ultra Race when we ran 50 miles through the desert and just how he did it on zero training. And so now we've decided to coin his name as a verb. So if you're Travis Stephaning, it means you're doing some crazy event, but you did like minimal training for it. And so now that you know about Travis Stephaning, like what other events do you want to shoot for? Um, I don't know if I'll do another half marathon for a long time. Like I can see myself redoing this one because it is, I hate saying like easy 13 miles because it was horrible. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into that. How was it horrible? It wasn't horrible. It was just like longer than I've ever run. And I was tired. My tonsils were like massive. And I was not in peak condition to be running. Yeah. And my thyroid has been jacked up too. Now, did you... Th- These are all excuses. But I mean, I still did it. But like, I would like to do it again and feel better. Because I like was going in there like feeling really sick. That's what I was wondering. Did you get to the end of the race and then think to yourself... Because this is what happens to a lot of people when they start off running especially when they start off racing is they'll get to the end and be like, Oh man, that was like, that sucked. And that was hard, but I kind of want to go faster. Like I kind of want to see if I can beat that time from before. Kind of. Cause I had like no expectations. I, of I was just like, I just want to finish. Like I didn't have any time set. Like I kind of guessed that I would be getting done like around like three hours, which like I got done at like exactly three hours, like three hours. and like, less than a minute yeah um so yeah it would be nice to go and like actually like have like a tempo and a pace that i'm shooting for but it ended up like i i maybe only walked like half a mile of it um but yeah like i ran the majority of it. i just super slow <laughs> like i started at the back because i knew like i was not at all as fast as other people and it's like you started me. at the back but you started in front I of started the people in- who like just were like Walking really fast. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I will, yeah. I started in front of the walker, the (laughs) 70 year old walkers. And I finished right behind this guy who I think may have had a stroke before because, like, the right side of his right arm didn't move. And so, like, that's where I was at in the pack. But it was fine because we all finished. There was still a huge chunk of people behind me. There was. Yeah, because that was your other worry the night before. Just talking like, I don't want to be... I want to be like the last. fattest or the last person. Yes. And you definitely <laughs> weren't the last. Like... <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> well, you definitely weren't last. <laughs> but... Oh, no, about the, about the fat No, part. that's not what I meant. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
I, I, I would edit this if it wasn't so super much funny. work. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> it wasn't so much work. <laughs> no. Oh, God, no. Um, yeah, you weren't the fattest or the last. Okay, there we go. Holy crap. Did I just redeem myself? No, I feel like, no, but like, it was like, not like I'm at all like dissing the people, like the super old people, because that is beyond inspiring oh, it's super to impressive. be running next and to like, like, I'm sure this guy was like a seven year old veteran in front of me too. And he was running with like his two daughters and yeah. his daughters were like walking and they were still going faster than me. There were people. There were some really good power walkers. That's what I'm saying. There one and like older people, there were people, because I was at the finish line at like two hours probably. Yeah. And there were people who were like, I would say in their 70s that were finishing about that time. It was crazy. So there's a couple of things. Like I want to do this podcast because I want people to take, I want some people to have some takeaways from it. And especially I really want this podcast to get into the like ears, as weird as that sounds. I want this to get into the ears of people who have always thought about maybe signing up for half marathon, but like won't pull the trigger because maybe they have these perceptions about themselves. Like, Oh, I'm too slow. Like I'm going to be passed by everybody or I'm too old or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And my biggest suggestion, because this was kind of like a really cool experience for me being a spectator. My biggest suggestion is honestly like go to a half marathon, be a spectator if you really want to sign up for an event like that, but you're like kind of, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? Skeptical. Skeptical that you're able to do it or On that you're going to. Skeptical that you're going to fit in. Like go to one and you're going to see just the crazy variety of people there. Because there's everybody, all age groups, all oh, yeah sizes there's some people sprinting the whole thing there's some people walking the whole thing and it's really cool because everybody there is chasing after this goal it doesn't matter you know if they're like an elite athlete or if they're like back of the pack Mm -hmm. you know so if you're thinking about pulling the trigger but you just can't get yourself to do it go to like go to one and just be a spectator or you know find a friend who's racing in one and go cheer him on you know? Yeah, not even like half marathon. I would just say like yeah. sign up for something that's outside your comfort range. Because for you, signing up for half marathon like is a joke. Like you could just do that like it's nothing. But for me, like that was a huge deal. It's not a joke. Like for no. some people, a 5K is like a huge accomplishment. Yeah. So just doing something that like, because you know, like I could go out and run three miles. So a 5K isn't going to challenge me. Like if I signed up for that, like I wouldn't be pushed to train. But like signing up for like longer race, like outside of your comfort zone races forces you to train for it. Yeah. Or if you're doing a 5k and you're like, I want to break 24 minutes. Yeah. Because I know for me, if I, I think a 5k sounds really intimidating to me. If I really was trying to go like as fast as possible, mm-hmm. you know, cause you, the longer distances you go, the slower you get. So a 5k to me right now if i was like really seriously gonna compete sounds really tough all right so during the during the actual half marathon was there any point where you like faced kind of self-doubt where you didn't think you're gonna keep going or was it always i got this no i would say like mile one i was like oh my gosh can i really do 13 of these and then the last mile, because I my cows started cramping up pretty, so I walked the most like the last mile. Yeah, it ended up getting like fairly hot. That's kind of the thing. It got uh, super hot, and I didn't put on sunscreen because we started running when in the sun like was barely out. Yeah, that's something you don't realize until you do your first race. Is you always start at eight in the morning, and if you're up in the mountains like that, it's gonna be fifty. And if you're slow, you're gonna be out there for a long time. <laughs> yeah, fifty degrees, and then by the end, though, when the sun comes out and it's you know eleven o'clock, yeah. it's hot. So yeah, if you don't know that you have to manage that, it's gonna be fairly difficult. So yeah, you did you did so good though. Thanks. I'm so freaking proud, and I'm excited. Don't roll. You should just roll your eyes. I'm super proud. Do you think this is 
I mean, I just think it's good for our girls to see, honestly. No, like, I'm by no means a runner, nor do I really, like, love running. I like to do other forms of exercise better. But now I'm glad to say, like, I did it. Like, I can't use, like, I don't, you know, there's no excuses anymore. Like, I can say I've done it. Is it, does it make you feel like you want to start running more or you want to start challenging yourselves in different events? I mean, I think it'd be good just because to run periodically. Like before I was like, I hate running. Like this is coming from a girl who took a full load of courses all through high school so that I didn't have to take gym because I hated running the mile every six weeks, which is ridiculous. Yeah, you took, so our senior year, like people were always, you know, they would take like five classes and have two study yeah, halls. Yeah, I like, could have taken two classes senior year if I wanted to. Yeah, but you took seven. Took a full load with like AP classes. Because I wanted to learn. And because I didn't want to take gym and run the mile. Yeah. Just stupid. And we, I took gym in college. I took gym in college. Yeah, but you didn't have to run the mile in no, college. No, because I took gym. badminton, Pilates, <laughs> and yoga were my three gym classes I took yeah. in college. Yeah. Did you know, there's isn't there a gym class at college like walking? There is. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So speaking of yoga, you kind of have been doing a cool event. Oh, yeah. Are we doing a recap of our summer? We can, yeah. So, do you have anything else you want to add about the race before we go into other, fun, other than I think other that, fun topics? Well, you know how they always say, like, obviously I didn't get last, but like, it's like a pride thing to get like DFL in certain ultra races because like you were out there for a long time. DFL stands for dead freaking last, yeah. but not freaking. So I'm like, you know what? Like, I was out on that course for like three times as long as the guy who got first place. Yeah, that's true. I, I think, know. I always think that's very impressive because being doing anything for an extended amount of time is very tough. So if you're like when we go hiking. What I'm saying is that I should have won. <laughs> <laughs> no. Give me all the rewards. <laughs> uh, and you weren't DFL anyway. No, so, I was not. Yeah. Someone else was more impressive in that. There was like manner. I got the rock. There was like 150 people behind me. Yeah. Oh, you did? You got it? Something. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. cool. All right, so you got minus 150th place. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I DFL. I should have said dead fudge in last, and then like, but he didn't say fudge. Um, yeah, that's think about it. Like when we go hiking and it's a long day, like a full day of hiking. Like remember when we hiked up Mount St Helens? Yeah. This is just me. Like you know how some people you know how some people name drop. Yeah. I mountain drop. Like, yo, you remember that time we hiked up Mount St. Helens? Because everybody knows. Everyone everybody knows. knows. That, that was why we wanted to do it. It was awesome. But anyways, it ended up being a full day, like 13 hours because we got lost, obviously. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was a full day. And granted, I think distance-wise, we probably only did like 10 miles or 12 miles maybe. But just being on your feet that long and being active that long just wears you out especially if you're not eating or drinking which we had a dry, well there was lots of miscalculations <laughs> this is why we, i'm the planner yeah we didn't realize we, you got a campground two hours away and then we got there and you didn't have the something was wrong with the pass and then you realized like oh we could have just camped at the trailhead so okay we'll go okay that so, was like one of our biggest fights i was so pissed off at you oh we i booked mount st helens mount st helens has a permit pass and I remember I was teaching in like March, maybe when they released the permits for the summer. And I remember stopping class and be like, kids, I got to get the permit because I didn't know if it was going to sell out, you know, mm -hmm. and I got the permit. And so I was so organized in that. Like I knew the date the permits were being sold. I was ready at my computer, got the permit, got everything. But what I wasn't organized with was the fact that you could just like car camp right by the trailhead so we camped like two hours away we woke up super early like 5 a.m drove to the trailhead and then i had to drive back down like 20 minutes to fill something out right yes in the register. yes that is yeah. correct yeah. 
So. And now the whole time I was walking, like, you know how people, like, count their steps? I'm like, if I get through this entire hike without screaming at Chris, like, I'm going to buy this. It was this, like, Lululemon jacket that I wanted. And I bought it, like, the second we like, got into Seattle or wherever. Yeah, yeah. And we also almost... Oh, it almost caused an avalanche. Yeah, just about caused an avalanche, which was actually... That was, that was pretty terrifying. That was terrifying. Because there was a giant... I, we made Chris it, is like, this old man looks like he no, knows where he's going. Yeah, we made it to the top, and we're talking to this older gentleman at the top who was a local. He's wizened. Yeah, I was like, he knows what he's talking about. He lives here. And he's like, oh, yeah, just I'm going down this other way. And we're like, okay. So we started following him, but he was super fast. And all of a sudden, he just disappeared. He wasn't really there. Yeah, well, he, was a, he was the spirit of Mount St. Helens. Um, yeah, he disappeared, and then we're like, oh, my God, we have to go back 300 yards, like, around this giant, like, how would you describe it? It was like a half circle, like, cliff thing. It was the steepest the part of the hike. No. It wasn't a no, cornice, not the cornice, but it was the steepest part of the hike, and there was a giant crack in it, and it was... it was scary, so we glissaded down, and slowly snow built up by us, but... We survived. So, lesson learned. No, like, understand avalanche danger. Yeah. Yeah. I, Where were we going with this? I don't know. That's what I was we started talking about. about that was many years ago. That was many, moons many ago. years ago. That was before kids. Well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which, which throws a... <laughs> I, well, I kind of wanted to ask about that. Harper was conceived on that trip she was <laughs> maybe um, it was the rage of my of you screwing up the mount saint helen but <laughs> we should have named her helen what were we doing i know um where were we going with this we we're talking yeah, about I, we were gonna do this well we i do want to bring up something with that um because having kids throws a, a wrench a wrench in things and it's a great like it's the best thing in the world like don't get me wrong but it makes doing things for yourself very difficult um and especially when you want to accomplish things like a half marathon or, you know, go on these adventures, like how do you manage that? Or how do you think we could do better at managing that? I mean, I think you do a good job. So, well, how do I manage it then? Well, you get up at I'm like four in the morning and I, yeah. and you exercise at four in the morning and, it's, and I choose to sleep until the last possible second. Yeah. It's never easy waking up that early though. Mm-mm. Like. I, I keep I've been doing it for like five years now. You think it would be easy by now, but it's definitely not. Um, but it's important for a lot of people, and a lot of people would use that as an excuse. Like I have kids, I don't, you know, I'm not gonna try to do some crazy events. So. Well, we kind of I feel like I don't think we do this purposely, but we've like fell in the pattern of like on the weekends, like one day, like I'll do something like for like the entire like half day, and then the next day will be like your half day to do something on your own yeah well i was just thinking too for me personally like a once a month or once every five weeks adventure where i get half the day like the morning to like noon Mm -hmm. to go out and do something fun or you know up in the mountains or something uh something that like i get to look forward to that's either gonna be by myself or with one of my friends or you know that's that's very important for my like mental and emotional health and probably not good for my physical health though because like look at my legs <laughs> i know it looks like cigarette burns i like, just have just, like, cuts holes. and stuff all over my legs because i've been attempting to mountain bike recently which is so much harder than you would think um i'm slowly learning though each time i go out i you know figure out a little bit more it's kind of cool it's like a cool speeded up version of the learning process you know whereas i've only gone like maybe four times on like legit trails and each time i'm like oh yeah like i'm getting this now like i'm understanding how to go uphill over rocks and you know downhill over a giant like and when i say rocks i'm talking like not gravel like big chunks of rocks and you have to ride your bike over it. it's really tough that's something i have no desire to ever do Honestly, like at times I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> Why am I doing this? But because at least when you're running or walking, you're like falling from like how fast could you possibly be running and then falling from just like standing height? To you're be not like propelled, yeah, down and I'm, like ricocheted off of something. Yeah. Well, to be fair, like all the times I've fallen 
having going uphill and then all of a sudden you just like lean into the mountain bike stops and then i can't get my feet out of these clips i have and then i just smash into the side and into rocks and did you know i have extra disability insurance on you do you really yeah in case you get like die in a horrible accident like that i get extra money well that's good (laughs) (laughs) that'll be a good like last thought yeah or if you're like disabled from all these adventures i get well we get extra money yeah, to pay for all the... I know. Yeah. I'll be I'm fine, just saying, I, if you're I pay listening extra and you're money worried, every month for you. Here's the thing, Lindsay. My mom listens to this podcast, and every time well, I she'll mention... she'll be like, good, they're preparing. <laughs> they're being proactive about... Every time I mention anything where I'm like, yeah, my foot kind of hurts, she, like, texts me and emails me, like, this is what could be wrong with your foot. And I'm like, oh, I know, and then just, she texts me, too. Yeah, I'm like, just calm down. Like, I'll be fine. I'm just... It'll be okay. <laughs> so, yeah. What about you? I mean, like, I personally, I like, for our relationship, I like when we go on an adventure together. And yes. we're out in the mountains or the wilderness. and The rare times that we get to go on a date or a hike by ourselves is nice. Yeah, but it's important to plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fun to plan. Yeah. And just going on a hike, like when you have three-year-olds and one-year-olds, there are times where I'm like, we, I haven't talked, I haven't actually talked to Lindsay for like three weeks at this point, you know, where it's like an actual conversation because you're getting interrupted and, you know, you're busy taking care of everybody and doing everything. So um, the hikes, though, like quiet time in the woods, there's no distractions except for chatting with each other. And mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that personally, it's, for me, it's like my absolute favorite activity to do with you. So, oh, can I say something that we, oh, you know, it's hilarious. Okay. So I listened to the previous podcast that yes. we did and what both, do you mean? The, the whole 31 or yeah. the one I did the intros? Yeah. yeah. No, the whole 31 uh-huh. and both of us kept asking for permission to say something. I'm like, how secret. Iowans that, that's the dude? secret. We're, that's so Iowa. Mm. <laughs> okay. Go for it. Oh, oh, just hiking with three-year-olds. So Harper and me have a game where we try to pick up all the litter and Harper gets super competitive. So I'm just saying, do that while you're outside. Teach kids to be socially responsible. Do you want to go into that? Do you want to like, see, dude, I'm asking you permission. Do I? May I? Well, I mean, that's it. I don't have much more detail other than just make it a game to try to pick up as much trash as you can. Well, I'll be assertive. Let's talk about going hiking with kids because that's something we do quite often. So let's kind of give some tips tips of the trade bring snacks bring enough water put sunscreen on them oh of course sunscreen's huge the um those are the big ones bring sticks because you're gonna be super off balance from carrying a kid yeah like the hiking poles poles. yeah 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 um pick a hike that has wildlife so that they can see it maybe not bear wildlife because bears might want to eat kids I don't think that's. I don't think bears are out there actively searching no. for little nuggets little of nuggets. kids to eat. Um, other advice for hiking with kids. Kids McNuggets. I mean, I spy is good. I feel like we don't do that very much, though. So. Yeah, we sing a lot. We do yeah, Old we McDonald. Sing a lot. That's pretty much the only one we do. <laughs> I know. Did you have any epic advice? I don't have any crazy advice. Um, my biggest advice. Just get them, getting them outside because kids are much more tolerable outdoors than they are indoors. <laughs> Yeah, think about it, like So it's a selfish thing. Kind of, but I'm just like, if the kids are inside all day, like let's say it's a rainy day and we're staying inside, the house gets so insanely messy that it takes a, an hour, like two hours to clean up. Whereas if I take them outside, they get really messy. But I don't have to clean up anything outside. I just take them, pull them inside, throw them in the bathtub. I'm done in like 10 minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, my advice, because I've noticed this in my last year as Mr. Dad, um, when I was taking both the girls and I would go hiking, if, if we went to an area I had never been to before and Harper, our three-year-old, inevitably doesn't really want to walk that far and she just wants to throw rocks in the lake and you know splash around and play in the mud, but she doesn't want to hike on the trail, if it was a place I'd never been, I would get frustrated. Mm-hmm. So I would like start taking them to only places 
I had been already because you know I want to go out and explore and see all the trails and I know there's a lot more areas to see and maybe some really cool viewpoints but to a three-year-old like they don't care about that at all yeah well in that way if you scope it out ahead of time you know if it's like a safe trail like not on a cliff or creek or something that they could yeah except for harper there when we were hiking with your cousin matt was like matt swing me off the cliff <laughs> so she doesn't have any fear she loves creeks too i mean she likes creeks informing them i i keep trying to do the whole making them aware but not fearful, especially because I talked to Caroline Paul on here, which was awesome. And that was her whole message with raising daughters is, you know, like trying to break that cycle of making them fearful of a lot of different activities. But at the same time, like I don't want her going out into a mountain creek and like jumping in, you know, so making her aware of that and saying, like, look how fast that water's going. Look at all those giant rocks like you don't want to get too close to it because it could be dangerous. Um, but you can stand right here and it's totally fine. It's not going to hurt you or anything. Yeah, I remember who you had. Oh, I can't remember who, you, who said this. But basically, they talked about, and it like made me like fist pump, about how like you need to get your kids outdoors. And so they learned to appreciate it because like someday, like, you know, like the national parks are being threatened and this is the generation that's going to maybe have to fight for them. Yeah. So they should care about the outdoors well don't even get me started my public don't even, lands rate oh my god rate. don't even get me started about the world right now it's very hard we're not gonna get into politics but obviously this isn't a political this is podcast. not a political thing but like there's a lot of scary shit out there and so you just have to as much as you want to like keep your kids in a bubble you can't you have to kind of let them know you know whatever like something that's age appropriate but you know letting them know kind of the truth of what's going on in the world so that they aren't oblivious when it's well, not when to, hit with it. to go like in a different direction instead of politics. Just as we're living in Colorado, this was kind of our first full summer living out here. And through the summer, there are all these like horrible, horrifying stories of people going out into the mountains, doing the things we like to do, like going hiking, going canoeing, going mountain biking. And some sort of event happens and they end up you know, passing away in the mountains. And it's, it, it, like your first instinct is almost like, oh man, I don't know if we should do this anymore. You know, cause you hear about that story, you know, someone fell off a cliff or someone got struck by lightning, things like that. And you're like, oh, I don't know if we should do this. But I think the idea of like learning from those incidents and Making your kids and making yourself and making everyone that you're taking out into the mountains aware of the dangers and being as safe as you possibly can with avoiding those dangers, that's that's pretty key because, you know, that's one of the reasons you move to Colorado is you want to go do all these outdoor activities. I mean, you have to be prepared. Obviously, like getting struck by lightning, like don't do something when, you know, it's going to storm, but like sometimes it sneaks up on you and you just can't avoid it. But like... The people that jump in the creeks without, like, a life jacket or a helmet or without knowing how to swim, that's not the smartest thing to do. So there's things that you can do to prevent. I feel like this is, this is like, mother mother corner. Got mom, mom advice corner. Got mama bear out. All right, well, let's jump off mom advice corner. What? Uh, Ooh, can I talk about something else we did this summer? You don't have to ask permission. Oh, <laughs> you're right, Chris. I'm going to just go for it. Jump on in. Um, When we did the Manatee Springs Incline. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. I was going to say, do you want to talk about that? But then I just asked for me. You're just asking me to talk about it. So it's in Manatee Springs, which is by Colorado Springs, which is at the base of Pikes Peak. And it, was it an old railroad? Yeah. It was an old road that went straight up the mountain. Yeah. And, oh, I should have like researched this before we talked about it. But in the past, people used to climb it and it was like a feat to do, but now a, a Big feet. A big, it was one of the big feet. It was big feet. Um, it was like the old railroad trestles. Is that a word? Yes. Okay, but then I think maybe twenty years ago, and I'm just completely making that up. They made actual stairs up it, and it's like twenty over twenty seven hundred stairs, just straight up. You gain oh two thousand two thousand feet in like point eight miles. Google. What is this Google thing you keep talking about? No, it's you gain. 2,000 feet in less than a mile. It's straight up. It's just 
a whole bunch of stairs. And there's a million people doing Like, we got there. We left Castle Rock at five. We got yeah. to the trailhead at six. The parking at the trailhead was already full. There's probably already 100 people climbing we when we got there at seven. We had to take a shuttle to the, the trailhead. And at first, you know, my whole thing was I was a curmudgeon. Because in the back of my mind, I was like, I know a bunch of trails where if I was on the tra- if I was out there at 6 a.m., I would be the only person out there. I would have the isolation, the seclusion, you know. So at first, grumpy, grumpy man Chris was kind of thinking to himself like, oh, there's so many like tourists here and so many people. Oh, it's not even fun. But then I reframed it and I started looking around and there was – how many people do you think there were that like on the bus with us or just out there oh 500 yeah i was like how cool is this that 500 people are waking up at 6 a.m or even before that but they're out here at 6 a.m on a sunday morning when they could be sleeping in but they're out here challenging themselves and trying something that's legitimately really hard it's a legitimate like they have to air rescue people off there like every weekend yeah it's hard you get halfway up and you're kind of like what did i get myself into <laughs> did you see how many steps there were in uh 2744 nice so 2700 if you're in colorado springs just do 2744 and then there's a nice short steps. switch back on the way because you're not supposed to go back down because of traffic control yeah so it's probably total what like five miles Mm, it's like a mile up and then three, three miles, miles oh, back so down. Yeah. So you go to the top. It takes anywhere from like two to three hours to do the whole thing. Yeah. And then you switch back down. And can you. I keep trying to like not ask you permission. Yes, Chris. Explain the guy at the top. Oh, my gosh. I wish I knew his name. Anyway, so you get. So as you're doing this, you get like this camaraderie with the people hiking up the incline with you because you're all like starting and stopping and like passing and repassing the same people because you kind of start you know for the most part you're kind of with the same path that you start with if you're going the same pace um but anyway when you get to the top there's like 30 people like sitting there just watching other people finish or maybe waiting for other people in their group to finish and there's this guy at the top is like what's your name and he's like calling down each person and then you're like Lindsay, and then the whole mob of people is like Lindsay, Lindsay. Lindsay. It was like cool. A, he was getting everybody. He was getting everybody pumped up. Yeah, it was awesome. He was, was like the mascot. It was. It was really cool. It was. It was. It made you just like. And then when you finish, then you join the mob, and then you cheer on everybody exactly. else coming up the stairs. But he was definitely the cheerleader, the he one was. leading everybody into yeah. it, and. I think he was just a guy either waiting yeah, for someone to because then remember he or... like ran down. When he ran past us That's when we right. walked back down. Yeah, yeah. So it just brought it brought me so much joy, and I'm kind of like, we need to have everybody. Everybody needs to look up to this guy as a role model, and there needs to be more people like this guy out there because mm-hmm. you're just he was just spreading happiness, spreading goodness, and. That's that's inspiring to me. I thought that was so cool. So it was. It ended up being, even though I was like a, a like a grumpy guy at the beginning, only in my mind though, right? Like I wasn't outwardly grumpy. I've never seen you grumpy. Only when I don't have food. I'm just kidding. Only when you don't have food or you're tired. Yeah, then I get grumpy. But um, <laughs> just like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> also, when I need my diaper changed. Oh gosh. I get a little grumpy. Um, <laughs> but by the end of it, man, it really like changed my mind. It was really cool. So yeah, that's a suggestion. If you guys come out here or if you're out in Colorado already and you haven't done it, you definitely need to do it at least once. Um, or you can go try to set the record for it. What was the record? Like 18 um, minutes I think something? 17 minutes is what somebody said. I think you could have done it. It took, so it took us an hour to go up, but I think you could have done it in like 30 minutes. Yeah, maybe it, it was I mean, it would be brutal on your lungs, though. I don't know. I would like to see, because so the the Olympic training centers in Colorado Springs, yeah. like I would like to see one of those guys just run just up that thing. sprinting yeah. up it? That'd be crazy. I don't know. They must not sprint up it, though, because it's still less than a mile, and it's taking 17 minutes, you know? I don't know. It got pretty steep in some parts. It got like to the point where you're like, I, yeah, I can't like look behind me. Yeah. And I took a really awesome picture of a chipmunk. 
And you did. The chipmunk is like, what the hell is wrong with these people? That was like a chipmunk looking dramatically into the distance with the plains of Colorado Springs behind him. It was really, it was the best picture of a chipmunk you'll probably ever see. (laughs) Yeah. So what else? What other adventures? Oh, I've been doing yoga at Red Rocks, which is like the most amazing thing ever. Yeah. Oh, explain. Like, if people don't know what Red Rocks are. Oh, okay. Red Rocks is a famous amphitheater that's man, not man-made, nature-made. Um, it's made so it's there's... It's a natural amphitheater. It's a natural amphitheater. <laughs> so the formation of the rocks somehow makes the music sound nice. But anyway, so there's, like, a bunch of stairs there. And so that's where I, I would go running sometimes. Like, I just run back and forth through all, like, I think it's 70 You would do that as rows. your training quite often. Why yeah, did Why did you like that as your training? Um, because it's flat, except for when you have to go up the stairs between each row. Yeah. And then it's just pretty, it's just gorgeous. And then there's always like tourists there. And so you're like, oh, I can't stop running because these people are going to watch me. Um, there's always like a hundred people working out there. Yeah. There's always a ton of people working out there. And like, this is kind of like a macabre, 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 it's macabre, macabre thing to say, but like, that's like, you know, when you go places and you're like, oh, I could totally this is totally going to be a great place to spread my ashes someday. Like that's one of those places. You would catch some awesome shows. Right. I know. So it's like, it's one of my favorite places to go. But anyway, so I run there, but then they also have yoga on the rocks. And so it's eight weeks in the summer. And so you can either buy like a season pass or just buy like a, I think you buy like a four pack, like so two four packs, or you could just get individual tickets. So I, I bought tickets for four different Saturdays and it's at 7am. So you have to like get there at like 6am. Um, just because of traffic, but there is like 2,500 people doing yoga on the stairs of Red Rocks, and it's like the it's the coolest thing to see everybody moving in the same alignment. It's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. I want to go sometime. It is really cool. Yeah, I know. Do you get like into the Zen state with that many people, or is it is it easy? I or never for you? do yoga to like get. Mm, I I can't I can't shut my brain off. Um, so I never do yoga to like, you know, get Zen and like within myself, I mostly do it for like a good workout, but like there is something you feel very connected to the people around you. Cause you're all just like doing, you're doing the exact same movement yeah. and you're on the same place, like experiencing the same thing at the same time. Yeah. And pro tip from you, you always stand like you always. Oh yeah. You gotta go at the top cause you can see everybody below. Yeah. Yeah, except for the first time I was a little bit late and I was next to a barf pile from the concert the night before. So that made it interesting. Yoga by the barf pile? Yeah, yoga on the barf pile. What about, I think next time you should go right in the middle. I think that would be cool. I know. Well, the last one is on Saturday. Right in the middle. You should go in the middle or I guess would the front be cool or not? No. Because it would almost feel like you were in just a yoga class because the teacher would be right in front of you. Yeah, no, I want to say, I mean, you do do stuff to the, like you do turns to the back. that makes sense. I still well, think it's coolest from the top. Then you get that awesome view of Denver. Yeah, because you can see Denver. And hogbacks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's my favorite place. That's cool. Yeah. Anything else? Any other adventures you had this summer? I'm asking you like, other I don't adventures. know. other adventures? <laughs> uh, Zoe one. turned one. It's always like, an accomplishment when you like keep a kid alive for an entire year. That's right? macabre. Well, no. Okay, that is macabre. I don't mean to be. So it's an accomplishment to go a whole year raising your child especially the first year when yeah they're they're so fragile they are so fragile it's the first like six weeks they're first three months are just yeah oh i did goat yoga oh my god (laughs) can we just all the different types of yoga i've done so me and harper did goat yoga Uh when you did the beer relay and it's basically i mean it is what it's you know it's appropriately named it's not it's not what it sounds like because the goats weren't standing on it. It's not like you were doing <laughs> do you want, downward wait, do dog you want, and the Do you want to know what I thought goat yoga was at first? Yeah. Oh my, what, from, do you, what do you think I thought it was? you're asking me, I do want to What know. do you think I thought it was? I have no idea. Okay, so I thought when people said goat <laughs> yoga, I did think that there was going to be a goat, but I thought that the... <laughs> So so stupid. The, wait, hold on, wait, wait, let me guess. Let me guess. I came out with Did you think the goat was gonna be in the instructor? Yes. <laughs> yes. I thought the goat yoga was a bunch of people that go and there's like the lead I there's like the goat and you do whatever kind of move the goat is doing. I thought that that is what goat yoga 
<laughs> what kind of moves are goats doing? They oh, well, they do a lot of leg. Apparently. <laughs> but that's oh, why yeah. that goat yoga was. I hope I had never been up close and personal with a goat until I could to goat yoga. <laughs> what like you thought you just stand on all, I, all fours? I thought we would just dip mi- your head it, was, down? it would be like Simon says, but we would just it, we would just do what the goat did. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh my god, please start your own go It's gonna be my own offshoot. Um <laughs> this goat hasn't done shit all day. <laughs> it's just sitting here eating. Um but anyway, goat yoga is you go in this closed in oh pin with baby goats and the baby goats just walk around. This is the real thing now. This is the real yeah. thing. Baby goats walk around. They mostly like eat the grass, but some of them they lay on your mat or they like to be pet or you can like pick them up when you do certain moves. And sometimes they'll jump on your back when you're like laying down. Or Did they ever doing... jump on your they back? They didn't jump on my back, but they jumped on somebody next to me. How jealous were you? I was super, I was super mad. feelings of jealousy I during know, a I yoga session. I could not focus because all I wanted to do was touch a goat. <laughs> so like it wasn't the best. I, I was sore from the yoga, but it wasn't the best yoga session because I was just like, I want to touch a goat the whole time. Also, you brought Harper, and I that brought was, Harper, the th- which was super adorable. She, she probably thinks it. that's what yoga is from here on. Like, I know. Well, because then, well, because two goats. weeks ago we went to the goat farm because um, <laughs> the kids wanted to see the goats again, but like Harper was really disappointed that we didn't get to do yoga because she thought that that's what goats are used for for yoga. Hey, spoiler alert! <laughs> you could have totally done yoga. Just standing by. We could have done my version yeah. at the goat farm. Do you think an actual farmer is like, what in the heck? Yeah, what the hell are these? Yeah, like hippies in Boulder doing? He's like, I have a billion goats, and they're disgusting. And you're spending fifteen dollars a <laughs> pop to, yeah, have a goat jump on you. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. What other what well, what summer you. adventures did you have? The beer relay? Do you want to talk about uh, the beer? Yeah, relay? the beer. I ended up doing the beer relay, even though I was <clears throat> had a knee thing. Um, I ran really fast. So basically, what happened is it was in Lyons, Colorado, at some festival, and we had a team of four, and I think it was four or five hours long. So there's like a five hour limit, and basically, you drink a beer real quick. Some would say chug a beer. <laughs> so you drink a beer and then you run a 5k and it was a tr- like a trail 5k for the most part you kind of went up this mountain and then down and then you just ran through some farm fields for a while um until the ending and then you got done and your partner went and then the next guy and the next guy and then you kept going so i ended up going three times through the course and i ran it pretty fast i did the second 5k in 21 minutes and i attribute all that to the beer uh i did realize though that you drink a beer and then the first 500 yards are is just you belching while Mm -hmm. trying to run and it was pretty disgusting so uh so yeah that was a great that was so much fun because you just are hanging out like i kind of want to do more relay events because you're just hanging out with your friends and you have your kids there and you know you were there my cousin brian was there because i ran with her husband landon he was on our team and yeah we're just hanging out like we made friends because we didn't bring a we didn't know to i thought there would be some sort of shade but we didn't bring like one of those massive tent things and we made friends with people that owned a brewery which are the best type of friends to have you think if you owned a brewery you wouldn't want to be at the beer relay but like you'd be like on your days off you know yeah you'd do anything but but anyways they were super nice factotum brewery i'm gonna plug them because they shaded my babies at your beer at the beer relay kept them from getting uh they let us come underneath their tent getting sunburned um you know and then some of the other things we've talked about in the podcast so we went to iowa but we we did go to iowa we ran along the river with all the mayflies that's right that was a pretty big training run for you you did like eight miles that was the first time we ever ran together six or seven miles maybe yeah we ran together it was awesome we battled mayflies together um, next to the Mississippi River. We did. Extra incentive. You look like you had something to say. I had something to say, but it's nothing we've done. It was sidebar. Sidebar. Go for it. Oh, okay. So I just discovered this journal, but it's not so much a journal. I can't really describe it well. <laughs> the 
but let me sidebar into this thing. Let me sidebar into this thing. I'm prepared. No, so it's called um I don't because I don't remember how I discovered it, but it's called uh 52 lists for happiness, and I recommend it for everybody that is a list maker. Um. If that's how you like to organize, like if you're that type of person who like has to write down something after you've done it just so you can cross it off, like this book would be very good for you. But um, it's basically like one week at a time and it gives you a list to make and you make a list like one week and then you just focus on that list for the week and then next week you have a new topic. So like this week it was um, make a list of the things that are making you happy right now and then and then it gives you like an assignment to work on for like the following week. So it's 52 lists. So it's like an entire year. So this week I made the list of things that make me happy. And then I'm supposed to focus on like how I can incorporate like one of those happy things into my every day. So it's good because it's not really like just like right sitting down and be like, dear diary. Like yeah. it gives you like a, this is what you're doing. Like you just need to make a list of this thing. That's great. What's it called again? 52 lists for happiness. Okay. And it's a, it's a book. It's a book. It's okay. like a journal book. So you write in the book. You write in, okay. yeah. It's you. It's a journal book. You write. It's mostly journal. You write in it, and then at okay. the end of it, then it just says like, "This is what you need to focus on this week." Like, are they all based around? Let me go get it quick. Gratitude and keeping you happy. Yes. Okay. Lindsay is getting the book right now, and I gotta say, I if you could think of another like. If you could have guessed that's what she thought goat yoga was, that's insane. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. Thank you, Lindsay. That made me happy. I'm that glad. would be like number one on my list of happiness. So okay, so the book the book is broken down into sections. This is we're going into the, to, to the corner of the podcast that is book. Oh, so like Bigfoot uh, book club, right? Bigfoot. This is my this is my I was trying contribution. To come up with a clever name. I can't think of one. Okay, so I think it's broken down into four parts of list. So reflect, acknowledge, invest, and transform. So let me just think. Yeah, give like I'll, an example. Okay, tell me when to stop. Um, stop. Okay. What section are we in? Like, I don't know. Oh, you don't know. Okay. Oh, let's talk about it. Well, I guess I didn't have to scroll through because it has a whole. Okay, so yeah, give us an example from each section. Okay, okay, okay. Let's go. Okay, so and I've only done list one. So let's see how long I can stick with it. Okay. So reflect. Um, list all the little things that happened today that brought you joy. List the ways that make you feel happy. List the things that make you feel happy as a child. List the people who make you feel happy. So just literally yeah. making lists. And that so one's the reflection. That's the so reflect. you're thinking about all of it. Okay. Yep. And then acknowledge. List everything you feel passionate about. List the things you want to say no to. List the happiest people you know. List the simple ways you enjoy being kind to others. And then it gives you homework, like based on those. Like so, like list the simple ways you enjoy Speaking being of kind the to others. Person we know. You want to say hi, Harper? <laughs> so happy. What's up, Boo Boo? So, like, your homework for that week is. Oh, I can't follow table contents. So, like, list 21. List the best opportunities that others have given you throughout your life. And then take action. Um, like, it tells you to write a letter to one of those people thanking them. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it's good. 52, 52 lists for happiness. That's okay. my contribution to the Bigfoot. That's awesome. Yeah, I kind of want my own copy. Can I do it with you? You can. That'd do you want? Great. Yeah, I'll read you one of my my things that. What was my list yeah. for this week? Would you share a couple? Like I'll share a couple. So wait, this is oh for a week, okay? Yeah. So, so during, oh, wait, my, I have a question. If you're going, are you adding them periodically through the week? Or are you trying to do them all in one shot? Or like, I just kind of like had it up at work, and I was like listing it throughout work, and I went until I filled up the page. So if things came up, that yeah, you like as I thought of things. I'm telling you. Okay. So list what makes me happy right now. So I said making cookies. I said making cookies with Harper, rocking Zoe to sleep. Um, when the girls go to sleep early and we get to watch TV with Chris. Going on hikes, Boulder day trips. I'm trying to think. The yoga where we're watching Chris and Harper do the dance at the end of sing. Pretending like watching a goat and then doing the same thing. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Following a goat around, trying to tell it, trying to make him teach me the ways of yoga. <laughs> but yeah, and so what's my list? So next, so this week I am working on like doing one of those things that make me happy every day. And next week awesome. my list is list the routines in your personal life and work. Cool. I like it. 
Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. And you're supposed to then circle all the routines that bring you joy and then cross out the ones you don't like. This sounds like a great tool that we can use as the like right? a Bigfoot community to like really. I get no money from this book, but yeah. I am very happy with it. And I've been telling my patients to do it too because I have a lot of like type A people that are list makers. So this like gives them an assignment to do. And a list. Okay. What do you want to say to people? Inspire us, Harper. What did you learn about in school today? Sales. You learned about squares. Awesome. She also said she learned how to be nice. You did. How do you be nice to people? How should people be nice to each other in the world? It's getting deep. Yeah, just deep questions with a three-year-old. What's something nice you can do to people this week? No comment. I think we should probably wrap up here. Um, So, yeah, thank you, Lindsay, for coming on the podcast. I actually, I enjoy it. Like, I just, I like talking with you, and it's a good excuse to I have a conversation. Fries. You like what? You eat flies. Flies or fries? Big difference. Do you eat flies? Nah, nah, yucky. Yucky. Okay. And I say daddy. <laughs> say it like a big foot. It's a big foot. All right, we'll wrap up there. I hope you guys have a great week, and thank you to my lovely wife, Lindsay. You're awesome. You inspire me. You've inspired me. A pity. <laughs> what you? Harper, I was getting serious there. Seriously though, you inspire me like ever since I've met you. You're amazing. I say, I say, Dad, All right, we'll see you guys next week, and uh, thank you for listening. <laughs>